<laughs> See, I thought we were recording no. that whole thing. No, that doesn't need to be recorded. I, that's no. a little. That's a little much. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll cover uh, Canadian organized crime history as a, that'll be like bonus content. I got very interested in it a couple months ago. It's 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 pretty interesting stuff. Are we recording? Kind now? of a weird country. Yeah, we are recording now. <laughs> this is included. That's a weird. It's a, it is a very weird country, and uh, probably doesn't deserve to exist. Like every country, maybe. You like every country, yeah. No, we the should co- just get rid of. There was someone. I think get it was like the Greek minister. One of the Greek ministers of finance. That one guy who's Varoufakis. Var- yeah, I think so. He was like talking to like the British podcast about how like like borders are like bad. Borders are bad. No, that was a great video. I think he described it as borders represent humanity's failures. Yeah. Like, there's something it, we did because we couldn't come up with a better solution to get along with each other. And it, thinking about it like that, it is kind of just like, he he kind of spitting right there. He was like, cooking in that video. It was crazy. Like, I only watched, like, a two-minute clip or something like that, but it's like, that makes you think, like, a lot. Because at the end of the, because he's right, like, we didn't have borders before. No. Like, and not in the way we think of it now, um, in the last, like, 60, 70 hundred years or so. They're very weird, you know. And with that, all the stuff going on in the in the uh, Gaza and Israel, it kind of makes me think more about stuff like that. Well, yeah, because we take the uh, like borders. There, we've had different forms of borders for a long time. Because think about it, some places have natural borders, other places don't, and that affects mm-hmm. the developments of different places. Uh, but more to the point, like we take the modern nation state for granted, like the way that things have worked since really post-World War One slash post-World War Two of, like, how a nation-state works, like, we look at that, most people look at that as if it's, like, a state of nature. It's like, no, things used to be totally fucking, totally different. Yeah. Like, it used to not be like that. And uh, it's hard to wrap our heads around, but we're going to have to sooner, sooner or later. Yeah, you're telling me, brother. You're telling me. So what we should have is it should be the Great Lakes states, all of them in Canada, should be a new country. Yeah. And Mexico that. can take back their old land, and that little stretch in the middle, do whatever the fuck you want so with that. So what would, what would the Great Lakes entail? So that'd be like what, like? New York. From, I would say New York 100 to miles Minnesota. A hundred yeah. miles from the, a Great Lake, wherever a Great Lake is out. I think you got to have a coast, because that's how you connect to Canada. So it would be okay, like. so New England, I guess we include that, maybe? No, because that's a coast on the ocean. In it, well, yeah. Maine and Massachusetts, but not uh, New Hampshire. Or Vermont. Yeah, oh, I, I, I thought I you meant like I, I, I'm no, saying you need to have sh- a... I thought you meant we should have a coast like the Great Lakes, and it's like okay, we'll we'll encompass all of like Mar- all of like uh, I guess maybe go down like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania would be in um, New York City proper. Like, well, you could. What we'd probably have to do. This is where there'd probably be a war. Is like Pennsylvania and New York. We'd probably have to. Divide it in half. I don't think having New York City makes sense. No, it would. It would be any any area with a coast on one of the lakes. Okay. New York City would be like the capital of New New England or something. I don't know. Or like, like New America. Or New, yeah. So it would, yeah. for us, it would kind of go up to like Syracuse. Yeah, like we, we split it in Syracuse. Region. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. We don't uh, want to include water or New York or something. Like Albany. That. Do whatever you want. It would kind of go down. It would. We would include Pittsburgh, of course. We'd have to, cause yeah, because they're, they're uh, Rust Belt. They're Rust Belt. They're adjacent to. Yeah, us. I mean that means you also have to include Ohio, though. Ohio would be, Which Ohio cool would be like the titan of this new state. That would be, yeah, we. That would be a good state to have on our our new side. That should be the capital. Yeah, it's got a lot of 
There's a lot of land, a yeah, lot of stuff, a lot of Cleveland, nothing in the middle. We Cleveland, New America. Stuff. Minnesota would be there. Oh, yeah. Indi- Indiana, we got to include. Indiana, I'm just going to say, I don't think that would be the coolest place in this new country, but it would be a place there. So yeah, then also sure would. Illinois and, and uh, Illinois. Wisconsin. Would and be Wisconsin, included. oh, yeah. Which, I mean, again, Illinois is good to have. I mean, Chicago, great pop. Now, how about this? Kind of people. Borderline yeah. Iowa. Part of Iowa, Ooh, probably. Yeah, I've yeah. never been there, though. That's and the one I've never been to. What's past? Michigan, too, obviously. Oh, yeah, definitely. Can't forget Michigan. Yeah, I have Michigan. Now, we what have about past Michigan. Minnesota? Like, what is that, the Dakotas? Yeah, that's but like they're, that. They're landlocked. Yeah. Yeah. So but, they're, though, they're but I think North Dakota is, they do touch the south coast of Canada. Oh, they do. But we, we're, we're no, saying that, that's we're where we're the saying... border is, yeah. Oh, because that's not great land. The country would be shaped right. differently. North Dakota, I don't know. If, let Gavin Newsom run it. It's part of California now, that whole little stretch. Yeah. <laughs> North California. Northern California <laughs> is North Dakota. What's up with him? Why is he, like, vetoing everything? I don't know. He wants to be president someday, I think. That's really... And that's a good... I'd say, actually, Gavin, if you're listening, I know you're a big fan of punk rock music. Keep doing that. If there's a cool bill that people generally like and it comes to your desk, let's say it's like, don't shoot this puppy bill. <laughs> um, veto it because some you, you might change. You might not be able to get that Republican voter uh, who is more moderate and maybe will actually never vote Democrat. But they might say they might that they'll consider but they it. Might. They yeah. say if that was, they if never, it was my I mean, last possible choice, yeah, I do. They it. never will. They never will and never would in their life, but they, but they might. And I love that that's what the Democrats have, I swear to God, for fucking decades, uh, believe that we should be uh, kind of trying to court in a well, way. Well, did, they did get some of those people, probably all of them they're going to get because of Donald Trump. That is a real thing. The suburban... Yeah, that... The that suburban, seemed to be the line, but that wasn't... That's real, though. That happened. But that had whether nothing it, to do with, like, what the the Democrats, you know... They no, it has nothing to do with them, Donald no. Trump run. It has not, nothing to do with them. But they did... Well, they did some things. You know what they did? Instead of campaigning in, like, working-class areas, okay, they, yeah. put, they put a ton of money into getting rich white Republicans who they, in many cases, correctly ascertained would fucking hate Donald Trump because, of course, they did. And they got a lot of those people. And so, uh, wait, wait, um, um, I guess I kind of forgot from, like, the years, like, 2014, 15 to, like, 2021, I think. That worked, right? They, and we, they, Donald Trump didn't get elected. No, it, that, that did work. That, 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 like, in fact, if you look at the numbers from the last election, the only demographic where Trump didn't gain voters was white men. Now, is there, now, here's the thing. Is there a demographic where he did gain voters over the course of a few years? Yeah, all the other ones. <laughs> what the heck? Not, Every like, huge other. numbers. Don't buy into the conservative thing about, like, yeah. And more, now all more my, than ever. All, the, all my brothers in I the mean, hood love Donald Trump. Like, it's not like that, but he saw some, like, marginal Oh, gains. Sexy Red saying that? It, yeah. <laughs> Just like, it was actually it was split up by gender more than anything else among everybody except white people. Like, he gained a somewhat non-marginal amount of Hispanic and black men, women that stayed pretty much the same. That makes sense. Because, I mean, his, I do think I his, mean, like... The hustler yeah. kind of dude, pot, like, the hustler podcast dude, like, demographic, the people that would, like, listen to those guys, like, they love Donald Trump. So they're able to court, like, the, the guys that weren't into him or were on the fence at the very least onto Donald Trump. Like, Donald Trump's a hustler. 
Like I'm just saying, like they're, they'll say that on another that or like, podcast or if you videos. Just, if you hate women, that's like another good. And reason. listen, he also like yeah, like fresh, like the fresh and fit dudes probably love Donald Trump. I'm right sure they do. Him. I'm sure they do. Um, this this so this we're gonna cut so the this cold. Is Kings of we're gonna cut the cold open off at eight <laughs> minutes. That's okay. I think that's okay. If it's not <laughs> okay, I'm sure our lovely listeners will let us know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Kings of Punk podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jake Razor. I have to my left, uh, Gary Bombs. And uh, I am uh, Tyler Hammer. We got the directions right this time. The last episode, that was yeah, pretty Tyler. Well, you're more, you're more just across. I would say. I know yeah, it's confusing. It's like I know it's know, confusing. It's a triangle, folks. It's, it's a triangle. We have the yeah. trilateral commission going here in our uh, <laughs> living room. Yeah, we are. They call us the. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> the trilateral commission. No, I was gonna say something else. I keep saying troika. I like that. That's yeah, like, I like troika. that's like what they had in the Soviet Union. They'd have a troika. Of, yeah, that's like, cool. Three guys who made decisions. It's a lot better than the word I was going to say. I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm at a loss right it's now. Not, I, I was, I'm not going to say, but punk rock. That's what this podcast is about. It's about, for the most part. For the most part, punk rock, the scenes, the what our experiences with it, what we are going to be experiencing. Weird, what weird we, bits in media. Yeah, you exactly. Know, stuff Connecting like various things throughout the course of the year. We just wrapped up, kind of, we'll say, wrapped up our intro to Oi. Yeah. Which I think people are really liking. People uh, liked it. I know I got um some awesome. some very meaningful accolades regarding the Gary Bushell interview, and I'm happy with how they went. I want to do more interviews with the future, in, in the yeah. future, possibly pertaining to some related stuff. I want to get into, like, 90s, like, American Oi slash street punk stuff more, because I am... Not as well versed as I could be in it. I do. I like the Templars. I know TKO Records has a reissue of one of their records coming out, and some other labels doing a Bruisers reissue. I'm excited mm. for that. That was that's one that I'm a big fan of. But yeah, more interviews I want to do. So yeah, I want to do some too because I think uh, the one I did with uh, Alex Hughes from yeah, that was cool. Hatred Search was really good. There's a couple people I want to hit up. It's always so weird because I don't want us to be an interview podcast. Right, right, right. No, it's every know? now and again. But if it makes sense, and the, I, it's awesome that we were somehow able to get Gary Bushel. Once again, shout out to well, Mark. To, yeah, Mark at TKL. That, that big, big hookup. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe just see, trying to see if we can get some other people on. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, course. who who wouldn't want to hear, uh, get Sathira from uh, Crucifix on Yeah, here, that would be cool. I don't know if that's possible, but... Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe we can find. I heard. Him. I heard he's a character nowadays. I'm curious to see what what kind of character we could interview. Uh, I know his biz, local business is right up the street. Uh, Alex White, Green Party candidate for mayor of Rochester. Oh, yeah, a better known as Baldo of Baldo's Armory. That guy. Wait, that's the guy. That's it Baldo, is. dude. Yeah. Baldo. That that's guy Baldo lives there. next door to uh, my body, Z. Have oh, you really? Guys, have you guys been in Baldo's Armory? No, I haven't. We should go in there since we live right up the street. I used to go there when I was a kid. It's a trip. I got a coworker who does uh, Magic the Gathering nights there on Thursdays. That's mm. where real ones play Magic the Gathering. It's like it's the size of our kitchen. And uh, wait, it's e- it's either Magic or Dungeons and Dragons. I can't. I, it would I don't. Be, it would be one of those. They're two. very. I would say I think them, it's those are very different. Magic is a card game, and D and D is like right. A, you got to use your tabletop role playing you could definitely do them both. I, the one I remember them doing was Warhammer. That shit is crazy. Ooh. It's so expensive, and you yeah. have to paint figurine, figurines. I guess you don't have to. Do you, you could pay someone to do it. It's really, they're probably stupid if you don't. 
But I want I would love to do D and D. That's like the one thing I want to play. I would I would like to play that again too. I've it's talked fun. about we've talked about doing my frog on this before. We we gotta make uh, a plan to do that. I'll, which, I'll do that. That just seems a it's something that I I've never done role playing games, but I'm very interested in it. Um, so that's kind of a hurdle. And then B, uh, I I have one of the manuals and. It seems like it's the most unfun game in the world. It seems so. For context, folks, uh, My Frog is a Dungeons and Dragons kind of inspired uh, tabletop role playing game made by Varg Vickerns of Burzum, uh, musician, arsonist, neo Nazi, uh, pseudo scientist, uh, pseudo scientist, former YouTuber, um, um, a current uh, Twitterer, current LARPer, uh, uh, eight kids haver, eight kids haver, Norwegian. And uh, yeah, his game, it seems like it's like, what if we took one of these kind of games and we made it more boring, harder to play, and also made it racist? Yeah. But I will play it. Extremely racist. As if something like D&D couldn't already maybe unintentionally be kind of racist, and uh, again, in an un- unintentional way. I mean, but, that's uh, the thing about d People talk about that, but the thing about D&D is it can be kind of whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Like, you, you, you make the campaigns and your whatever. Your biases. Hey, if you want... The your- biases that exist, exist just based upon, like, the human nature that we have, and uh, we, the people that made it probably... I'm not saying it's very... It's, I'm saying it's, like, a big... It's a really a quote-unquote issue, but... Uh, if you want a ca- your character to have a bone through their nose, I mean, listen, you... It, it, Who you are can, we to say? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's up to the player, I suppose. I would I'm like not, my I'm character. I'm not advising it. I would like my character to be Montenegrin. I know that's very particular, but it looks like a beautiful country, <laughs> and I would like my guy to be from there. Uh, that he, where where is that located near? That's near uh, it's like North Africa, right? No, no, it's no. On, that's it, in the, like the Balkans. Yeah, it's, it's next what? to Serbia or Bosnia on the coast. Huh. Okay. Well, it's kind of close. Little, tiny little country. Oh, it's in close a, to North Africa. Yeah. Yeah, pretty North close. North Africa. Versus <laughs> a, it's a cross. It's a cross from that area. Yeah. You know, okay. You know, I don't know. It, it always felt. It's a cross from. I used yeah. To, sure. Dude, yeah. Is, there a, the is there a particular reason that you thought that country was located in North Africa? Well, I wonder That's why. so funny. I wonder why. <laughs> it's so funny. And I'm not trying to be like. Let's no, listen. it does mean. See, that's the, those biases. It does biases. It, it does mean Black Mountain, obviously, because there's I don't know, there's mountains there or something. I remember and, uh, there's always a, a, a an air of like of like I don't want to say mysticism, but like of like I don't want to say tribalism either. There's an air of mystique to it that uh, Eastern Europe, like being near, what'd you say it's near? That place is near like Serbia and Bosnia. Yeah, there's... that doesn't seem like it's near that those fucking rock eating motherfucking places. Well, that's because you're forgetting that that's like southeastern Europe. So it's kind of it, it's it's but it's like, near Turkey then, that's, right? You're like Greece and Turkey and shit. Yeah. That's okay. like that's like uh, kind of like Mediterranean. It's like the, yeah, the, it's, the, like it's, half... it's the Slavic Mediterranean. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Which people forget is there, but it, it is there. I have I'm a book. Good. I'm usually pretty good with geography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's just kind of a concept that people, you know, the you know Slavic Mediterranean. They're yeah. probably like, what? No, I I got a book about it that we're gonna cover eventually about the the punk scene there. It's it seems pretty interesting so far. Mm. I just remember that country. The first time I heard of it was when they joined NATO and Trump was like complaining about it, and he was like, you know, I've been there. I've been there. They're great people, but they got a temper. They're very angry, intense people in Montenegro. They could start World War Three. I'm like, motherfucker! I dare you to find that on a map. Like, yeah, I it's like, why dare would you say you that? To know, tell me anything about that place. Um, hmm. 
So, uh, yes, yeah, uh, speaking of, uh, punk, I was gonna what's say, the subject today? Well, it's kind of a relaxed episode. We had a lot of research in the last couple ones, so I want to do more relaxed one. want to definitely talk about we have a few, a yeah. very punk rock scary movie since it's Hall- uh, Halloween season. Oh, yeah, it's punks on cinema. Our classic punks on cinema uh, with the return of the living dead, which we will talk about. What first I wanted to talk about. This is the return of the Opie, Opie and Anthony style episodes. Yes. <laughs> a little bit more uh, the, uh, free spit, you know. The recent activity live shows. Wise. Yeah, you we might know more about this. about this than I do, but I've heard things here and there. I don't know if Tim is and if you've heard this but, discourse. Uh, no. Recently, I believe Death Grip played in Arkansas. Little yep. Rock or somewhere? Yeah. Hey, weird place for them to ever imagine playing in. But they're on a tour. They haven't toured in quite a while, I believe. Um, and they had to stop. They left the stage because people were throwing things at them. Throwing glow sticks. And water bottles, yeah. But it was in support, though. Or were they just being a bunch of there, crazy people? People were talking about how there are people there just like... So recently... There's also been a person that's just been pissing everywhere at their shows. The Philadelphia, and I think specifically, it was you in mean Philadelphia. Following the them floor. around and doing that? It's a co- I think it. it's a copycat thing, but I think it started in Philadelphia. Like the Philly pisser. Philadelphia. That makes sense. That place you know, is, you know. It's Phil- there's like you, you, every corner you turn around, there's a fucking mountain. That's where the real black mountains are, because they got fucking mountains of trash bags in the street. <laughs> Every every fucking corner you go on to, but just recently, uh, so that, I mean, it's very. It, I would be fucking pissed if that would happen. So and to I would speak. see the Death Grips because I fucking I'm a big Death Grips fan. Have yeah, been a you fan get since. Sprinkle with some piss while you're trying to watch dude, Death Grips. I've been a fan of them since fucking like the second album. Like it was before like every single person knew about them. Like, I mean, just I, right before. I remember when they were on uh, Grindcore Karaoke dot Bandcamp. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and I like I remember downloading their shit because they would just put it up on Mediafire. I got I remember yeah. government plates dropped. I was fucking stoked. Been a big fan for a long time, and I think Death Grips fans, we'll say Death Grips fans, get like a bad rap, and maybe and but maybe there's a reason. There are YouTube propaganda videos out where it's like they go. I think they go to like a Death Grip show and they're like, "Look at all these like, look at all these goofy redacted types who were but, here." Yeah, people are going to shows wearing like propeller hats and like we're bringing and big lollipops. lollipops. I saw that. Yeah, and like there was wait a minute, someone was just did. like, "Yeah, yes. yeah, people do That's that." Like what? Someone I didn't on Twitter know that. the other day was like, or it was today or the other day, like quote retweeted someone's. And was like, fuck you. And people were like, hey, don't be mean to these people. But it's like, no, fuck these fucking people. Fuck these assholes who like have to go to a show and make it about fucking them. And it's like, you also realize it's like they're making fun of retarded people, too. Oh, exactly. 100%. We're fucking retards. Redacted. <laughs> and it's, that's, it's not just Death Grips that is happening yet. It's happening at like this. Uh, like slowcore, shoegaze, oh, so this hardcore is a- bands, uh, whatever. Duster, like they have a huge like new TikTok following because of someone did a stupid fucking dance or shoved a fucking dildo up their ass on TikTok while one of their songs are playing, and everyone's like, "Well, now I like this band for some fucking reason." Wow, and- that is crazy though. Going back to how the whole like. Oh, trying to make this whole thing about me, dude. It's so it's like so that, much that, that needs to stop. It's so much that, and it's. 
very frustrating. Like, luckily, and like, people don't think it's happening with the hardcore scene, but like, I mean, oh. people will do know that, and it is fucking annoying. The having to like be seen on camera by the, the Sunny filming it. I think the camera is where I object to it because I I said. I think a little while ago, one thing I came to like about the hardcore scene that I think harkens back to, like, from things I've read about the early days of the punk scene is I like the idea that the audience is performing or can perform as well. I don't, I don't, I don't love the idea of, like, I think I said this after I went to that big show in Atlantic City. It's like, yeah. I don't like putting the performer on a pedestal. I don't like that we all... It's like this uh, masochistic thing where people want to feel like they're below the performer. Like, I, I don't like that at all. I like the idea of you go to a show and you can let your freak flag, flag fly. Navigated those really well, uh, really adeptly. Uh, you can do that in whatever way the music moves you. And maybe people will be looking at you more than the band, and that's okay. But but I think when you add the social media element to it, it it's... I might need to think about this more, but it adds something inorganic and like forced that yeah. I that I that I don't like. I I don't love that about it because like don't get me wrong, there's videos from seventies punk shows, whatever eighties, where like watching the people dancing is like more interesting than watching the bands. And like I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's kind of cool. Well, I'll say but... this though: you think that those people were like, "Do I hope there's somebody filming me right now?" No, no, and for what it's worth, though, I, I don't think, I think if you are a performer, you shouldn't be thinking that either. No. Like, you should, I think that's a bad rule no matter what, and that's kind of, I think, maybe some of this hyper-saturation of uh, social media has probably harmed performances to some extent as well, because people are thinking about how it's going to look on a video later, rather than thinking about what the audience is going to think of it. And then, the you, right now. then you watch that video, and, uh, the, the, you know, it's like a shot from the back. And, uh, you know, there's, like, just rows of people in front of them with, like, also filming. That shit yeah. sucks, And nobody's, too. like, doing anything. Well, the, the other new thing I learned Going about... Going to a show and seeing, like, five people have cameras, and it's like, all right, well, one of you, whoever got there last can yeah, just fuck put, off. put your shit away, man. Fuck Unless off. someone paid you, I guess. Like, just put your shit away. It's okay, man. You didn't, you know, four other people beat you to it. Yeah, but I'm in the back, so it'll sound different. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't mind. You're people, right. It will. I don't mind work. people filming and taking pictures. I think if if that affects how you're acting or performing, you know, that's on you. Take out. This is how. This is how I do it. I think more people. I think people generally do this. Film a song. Song done. Maybe take a couple pictures. You're done. I'm done. I put my phone away. I'm not looking at it. I'm not filming anymore. Because what am I going to benefit from? Well, like, you know what. You know what I personally would like would be. I, yeah, by all means, I think we should have more, like, photographers and videographers, like, documenting shit. And then, in turn, you and me and everyone else who's just there to see a show doesn't feel compelled to take a little video or a little picture. Because I don't like doing yeah. that. I'd rather so, just watch the show. I understand the value in documenting shows and stuff. Believe me, I, I, I'm very into that. And if, if I know that if I see someone, especially if I know them, is filming or taking pictures, then I'm like, oh, they're going to get some cool footage from this. Great. That means I'm not looking at my phone like that. That's I think would, would be a better arrangement. So I don't mind the photographers on stage and shit. But if everyone in the crowd is filming, yeah, it just looks stupid and it's annoying. And I don't like that. Going back, I think the hardcore aspect, I think the scene treads a very thin line between audience participation becoming annoying and like this is how it should be. Because I feel like, again, I think the cameras definitely make do something 
but at the very least, usually to win the confines of like moshing and stage diving and stuff like that. It you do get the guy that like was it one step closer or something like that, where like someone was in like somewhere like someone grabbed the guy's leg and they fucking broke it or something like that. Like you, we see that a lot, where it's like weird ice kind of generally isolated things where one or a few people are being weird and annoying yeah that'll happen that's guy kind of always jumping happened. on stage and it's like what are you doing like or like um the uh, uh girl unplugging uh the cameraman's uh or like fucking he, with his shit yeah. yeah and then he like knocks her the fuck out like it's Gen- like a real gangster yeah, fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> shit shit like that has kind of always happened but it may maybe we see a little now whereas yeah. we get to see it a little bit more and it is weirder again it's it's more ice it's more isolated and singular at the hardcore scene you don't get a hundred people showing up in uh, like minions costumes <laughs> to go see like tsunami or something like right, that right that's where it's really a problem that's what why like death grips walked out is because like if everyone in your crowd is on this stupid bullshit if you look out what are you gonna do like people are watching like family guy videos i was always gonna bring up people people will uh, i guess again this is all news to me at concerts, like, holding up your phone and you have, like, South Park or Family Guy on it, or there's some way to, like, film, like, side-by-side, side, like, for TikTok, like, oh, this is a video I'm taking and it's got Family Guy playing next to it. Like, I don't understand how it works, but... It's very funny because I took a, a... I had Connor take a picture of me while we were watching Suffocation and I was watching Family Guy, but I was actually watching... The thing is, I was actually watching Suffocation and I just thought that would be funny. I was actually watching... Family Guy. I just thought like <laughs> Suffocation is a pretty good band. Yeah, they're and, pretty good, but they're good background music for, for Family, Family Guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> so epic um, the music for his prank. I mean, ding can, fries are done. Ding fries are. But really, like you know, imagine your death grips and you like look out in the crowd and then like everybody in the crowd is uh, turned. You know, they're facing the other way. They're bent over. They're goat seeing themselves. Like yeah. how. That they're would trying be, to, they're feel like they might like that more than like getting hit with glow sticks. They're they reenacting okay Mr. With their hands. That's what their kids are doing. <laughs> they're what? They're reenacting Mr. Hands. Like it's it's a ter- terror terrible scene. Mr. Hands, the, I the horse. I haven't one seen. I'm that. sure I've seen it. Oh, it's like the guy that gets fucked by the horse and then he dies. Oh, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, kids you know are what? doing that. In- <laughs> it's a new TikTok challenge. It's get fucked TikTok. by a horse and then die. <laughs> and you know, MC Ride is just like, how? Oh! Did they get those horses in here? <laughs> that's a, what, that, well, I think that's at least two admissions. That's that footage he was talking about that he's seen. That, that. <laughs> yes, that, it's like it's Mr. Hands <laughs> and Goatsy, even though that's See, not yeah, footage. Jake doesn't know that because he doesn't know Death Grip song. I don't know that. Well, I just, I still need to get into their stuff. Everything I know about them indicates to me that I would like them. They like. It is frustrating because it is kind of like a meme band, but like genuinely, they're they're pretty good. Ama- they're amazing. I, yeah, but I feel like them. they were they were a meme band before there were like a million meme bands. So I right. res- I respect true. It. I and, respect it on that front. Well, they actually like kind of they like pull it off too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like every like I don't give a fuck, like you know Oakley Doakley or like whatever fucking dumbass oh, to <laughs> stupid even, bullshit to even put them in the same category. Max Sabbath, no. Max Sabbath, or like. Um, that anal trump or well, because like um, so, Death Grips. I mean, what's his face was did Hella before? Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's um, pretty Hella. And MC Ride was in like a really cool like alternative like weird rap like avant garde rap group from like the late nineties until like the early mid two thousands or something like that. Like really cool. It it was very funny because there's this 
our rapper named Blackie from Houston, I think. And he's got some really esoteric, weird, like, rap stuff. And it's really cool. And people are like, he ripped up, they ripped off Blackie for Death Grips. And it's like, first of all, it doesn't sound anything similar, really. Um, again, it's that one of those things where, like, people nowadays have, like, no media literacy. They just heard someone no. say, they either Blackie say that or heard someone say that. And, or it's because there's, like, a black rapper doing something kind of weird that they must have stolen from someone else. They must have got it from bad brains. They must have got it from fish. Yeah, they must have got it from bad brains from fishbone. They must have got it from the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> yeah. So it's just but, clearly stuck mojo inspired. But you know, Blackie very good. I think everyone who likes Death Grip should listen to him just because you might like more the out there kind of rap music. Uh stuff that's derivative and derived from that and comes from that. You would like Death Grips too if you've never heard them, but um, no, I think that they they have a history. It's not like they did the stuff they did um, because they think it's goofy, and I think they are very serious people, especially like MC Ride. Um, and it's as someone who also is like kind of serious with it with like one of his projects, uh, but still kind of like a lighthearted person, generally speaking, especially with like our other band Leaking Head. That is a very it's a tough position because like you want to perform your music and you kind of want to have people to have a good time. Like, how do you like kind of navigate that? And I'll say this, having the crowd throw glow sticks at you and be like generally annoying as fuck. Uh, so not put me in a good mood. Whatsoever. I think, I think you handle it the right way. You walk off. Like, yeah. like you just, your key is to remain in control. So and that's, and like, they are, sorry, real quick. They are the, like that's what they would do. They like MC Ride. I don't think. I don't think that they would get like mad and be like to have like a Green Day like freak out. Yeah, where like, he smashes his guitar or whatever. No. Um. So is that like a new thing kind of going on now? Where like what bit live shows people are like, oh, it's cool to be an asshole and ruin it. I think so. This, I think so. Oh, this has oh, been. Oh, that sucks. I was reading a lot about. I read some articles from like pretty big websites like news websites and i read a lot of twitter discussion I, i've been reading this for a while now about not about anything like underground punk alternative anything like that but about like mainstream concerts there's been a bunch of stories like who is it sam smith like not him no a uh, couple there's been like famous pop singers a dua lipa was the oh. one of them and then there's been a few others like major pop singers who have gotten injured because like audience members threw their phones at them or like shit like that, like Jeez. like it's I I can't fully explain it. I don't think it's just like a TikTok trend. I know that TikTok has influenced and ruined music in many ways. We can get into that separately. I I to my knowledge, there's no trend that's like yeah, go to a concert and try to hurt hit them. the singer with the phone chain. But it's well. been it's been happening a lot, and everyone seems to agree. I didn't start hearing about this until after COVID, and the conclusion a lot of people have reached is it's a result of people who never went to live music before covid going to it after and not knowing how to act i i, I think there's got to be something else here because yeah that's, that's bullshit you're gonna blame probably, that on covid get the fuck that's out probably here. part of it but it's yeah. again just just part of it i think there's it has more else. to do with like i think that's part of it but it also the first question i have would be like what information or feelings did they absorb during COVID that made them want to do that? Because I remember going to my first concert for shows. Like I never, you know, my, what was my first concert? The English beat at water street music hall. I wasn't like, I'm going to throw my fucking Coca-Cola at the singer. That's the last thing I would have done. I was so yeah. nervous and excited and like, 
I'm think, yeah, I mean, thinking no way. my first concert, well, uh, Daylight Dies and uh, some other metal the melodic death, death doom band. Um, and yeah, I even the first few concerts. I remember when we saw uh, Rumpelstiltskin Grinder and uh, Absu. Absu. That was one of the early yeah. ones that I went to. It was 2008. Um, and I didn't. It was like I remember we moshed. And I remember that. That was pretty much the like, extent yeah, where it's like, it. oh, we're having fun. Yay. Yeah. It's like, oh, boy, I'm tired after this. And that was it. And maybe I could, like, talk to, like, one of the band members. Yeah, not like, um, I'm going to, like, uh, I'm going to do, like, a, I'm going to break dance on stage when, when they're doing their bit in between songs. Yeah. Or, like, whatever annoying bullshit the people ex- want to do now. Actually throwing cell phones and stuff is like... That's insane. Excuse me. Like, I, I think there's got to be something... I mean, because it sounds to me like something that a very, like, mentally unstable person would do. That's some fun... Or somebody who has a lot of money if they're just throwing well, their... That too. You know, it's, like... It's almost like a Bjork stalker type beat, like he tried to mail a bomb to her house. Like, very, I don't know. Very entitled people doing these kind of things, for sure. I like, mean... That's a given. That's like everyone now. Everyone is yeah. mentally unstable for some reason. Yeah, everybody's like, but what about like, me? You can't all be mentally unstable. Like, some of you gotta, like, some of you gotta be doing this on purpose. Some of you gotta know that what you're doing is fucking, I think it's. No, I'm talking about the, I'm, I'm talking about people who, I'm talking about, like, old style mentally unstable people who don't know that they're fucked in the head and, and oh, you know, yeah, okay. do things like mail homemade bombs to Bjork and shit. I, again, I could be totally off base, but I'm just trying I to think. think I don't the, know if those exist The anymore. kind of person who's. They, oh, some oh, of the they people do. I see on we Instagram. Could go, we could go to, like, the tops up the street and find one right now, I think. But, like, <laughs> I, when I think about, like, oh, I'm going to go to this artist, I like their concert, and, like, try to hurt them because I love them. Like, that, to me, sounds, like, old school crazy. But right, I don't know. That's some one flew over the, the cuckoo nest. I think it's also maybe a big thing is that we're kind of seeing maybe more is that, maybe not more, but something that's always, tried and true is that any publicity is good publicity especially bad publicity and so the idea of like it's like the attention's on me i threw my phone and people find it it's me Ooh, like i'm for not for i don't know why but i want people to pay attention to me i've been isolated the last few like last couple years and because of that the following year and a half i've been Acting not out. able to i've been acting out or not able to like form the relationships i want to those other people aren't able to either and so now my relationships are different like i know more and more people don't have like friends which is insane to me yep because it's like i'm at work and people are trying to talk to me um like, it's like <laughs> yeah like you're like like a my good buddy. body oh I, you know i'm talking to this, this newer kind of newer guy uh his name's james shout out james if you hear this i like him uh you know it's kind of like would i hang out with him out of, out of outside of work Probably not. He probably wouldn't me. I think he's got a family or something like that. I know he's got a wife. That's fine. Heard, found out he's like into like he's been into like hardcore and like go had to go on the shows and stuff like that. I don't think exactly the hardcore we're into, and that's fine. But it's like I'm not trying to get any new friends because I have enough friends, and I have enough. I have too many friends that I don't get to give my time right, to. Right, actually. right, right. So I'm trying to like. Not really, I'm actually really trying to do to give more people more time, but I'm trying to be nicer and like talk to people and maybe even try to hang out more and go to more things. Mm-hmm. But I, so many people just don't have like literal friends. It's well, insane. The other part of it, I think an unspoken premise that we've all absorbed, maybe some people more so than others, 
on an instinctual level. Like, I don't think these people acting out at these concerts are consciously thinking this. But, like, an unspoken premise of our society now is that attention equals money. In a way, more directly than it ever has before. Like, literally, if you get more eyeballs on your digital presence, it's like one or two steps from that to money. Also, to go inside that, people can't get into anything without having that be a part of it, too. Without, like, like if I'm getting into records, like, oh, I'm just getting into records. It's cool. Now I'm doing a distro or selling records and flipping records and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just not getting in. No one can just get into something anymore. Now a big component, it's, not, it's obviously not everyone, but a big component is how can I monetize this? Well, there's, there are, to be, some way. to be fair, there's practical reasons for that. You know, we can all say from experience, like trying to maintain your interests without making money off of them is either difficult or impossible. Like we need to make a little money off our bands to keep doing, to do the things that our bands do, yeah. you know? And like that principle can extend to anything anyone does. Like I know lots of people who don't have any like hobbies or anything really in part because it's like, well, if I'm not, if I'm using my time on this, I have limited time because of work. And so it means I'm not going to work as much as I could, or I'm not going to go to school to get a better paying job. So I need this to make money. And and that is really shitty. And it, and what is even shittier is when I think we're all p- pretty immune from this because we know what we like is, uh, I think sometimes people can't tell the difference. It's like, oh, I'm getting into this because I'm interested into it. But also from day one, it's like, I know that I can monetize this eventually. Yeah. We don't have that because we were fucking like we're smart. fourteen when we got into the shit. We're, we're good. Into, we're we're good people. <laughs> we're morally just. Oh, on a semi-related note about you know bullshit going on at shows. Yeah, my brother's going to Canada to go see Travis Scott. Oh, yeah, and I was like, bro, you better stand. Far back. You know the, what? The, the, you better get a helicopter. You better get a jetpack. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do not. I was like, do not stand out. up near the front of that. I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like I totally forgot about it. But that guy might be responsible for a lot of what we're talking about. I think this atmosphere, like, look, punk and hardcore shows, there's always been, at least in some corners, an atmosphere of like, if you go to a show, it's dangerous. No, you don't have to respect oh, the people around you. Right. You get like a big mainstream guy like that, too. I feel like he like was that. the first mainstream guy to kind of, to first person to bring that into the mainstream. I mean, he was straight up like, what, at that show, he was like, I don't care if you stomp on him or smash him. Like, just fucking, yeah, just fucking beat beat each other. Scott, yeah. I'm me, Travis Scott, brother. Beat everybody the fuck up. It's what he sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, because at a, at a hardcore, and I know this hasn't been the case at all in all scenes, at all places, et cetera, but in my experience, like, you go to a punk or hardcore show, and the singer tells you, like, yeah, go crazy, fucking fuck somebody up. Like, you know what that means. It doesn't actually mean, like, be, a, fuck them be a huge dickhead to literally everyone. But if you've got, like, what, fucking 10,000 people in front of you? like like a bunch of, like, 19-year-olds who've, like, never been to a show before. Yeah, that they are going to read that exactly the way you told it Oh, I better hurt everybody around me, I guess. Damn, yeah, Travis Scott probably is to blame for this. It's, I mean, rap in general, I mean, I'm not trying to be like, (laughs) rap is bad. Rap just ruined everything. live rap, first of all. Oh, live rap is garbage. There is no reason. If I was talking to your brother, I would be like, why are you even going to see a live rap show? Well, I like, wouldn't it makes say no sense. It's not a hundred percent useless because I did see the bass guy. 
That's true. One year. Yeah, and that, that was, was cool. But Lil B is like I think a very different. Most I'll say this: large rap shows, right? Like we're talking uh, two thousand, three thousand plus like rooms. Honestly, though, I think Base God was only different for us for the same reason that seeing any rap artist is different for the people going is that we know and we knew and liked the liked the songs. There was well, there was like an Im- Im- intimacy too because well, yeah, we it was saw a smaller venue. Yeah, yeah. you go to house. I was at that, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, it's, yeah man. a lot of a lot of people at that right now. Um, but like, yeah, I I just think it's a little bit different because like generally speaking, there was like it's like with Lil B for those that don't know, they, there's the task force which is, you know, bitch mob represent bitch mob. Yeah, I was like say. you got you got like there is kind of like a com- camaraderie, like an unspoken camaraderie between like little b fans in a way you know what like, though positive yeah you and, know? and that's good and i had a great time at the show that being said in retrospect i can see like early rumblings of the shit that we're talking about at that show like i remember i'm not even saying there's anything wrong with it i remember like goofy looking kids getting kicked out for stage diving or like even getting on the stage i'm pretty sure they were yeah. like if like you people, get on the stage you're getting kicked people out. were definitely like memeing at that show as you would expect because oh. lil b was a meme the meme guy kind of a meme i mean i was i was if you saw me you were doing the cooking dance, dance. Yeah. i was cook you gotta cook if you're and, seeing it, lil and, b. and that kind of shit was great back then because we were also kid. kids we were also much. kids yeah and and like i there was a fun element to that but I don't know. It's it's it's. It seems like it's gotten in some circles that I'm not like, involved with at all. It's gotten like kind of out of control. Does Travis Scott have like a task force? Does he have a a cooking? Well, dance? I mean, does I think he, he has a murder that? force where he goes, "Okay, everybody, murder the fuck out of each other okay, at my show." That, okay, you need that blood. You see all the holes like, in the ground. Wait, do you see that scary alien on the top of my stage set up here? Oh, you're right though, because that was like memeing at a show it's like here's maybe not i there's you could find some issues with that but it was connected to the artist connected it, to the you artist, know what it was yeah. yeah no you're right because to know how to meme at that show you had to like know the bit about the base god whereas yeah seems like a lot of these like artists that have found a new audience through tiktok and shit like the uh, people that are memeing at them like let's say a duster for instance yeah uh they're not in on the joke they would do, they would do that same shit at any show they would go to yeah, they'll do that. At a, they're probably going to do that at a slow dive. Concert. Actually, yeah. you know what? I do remember. I think one of the earliest things of memeing at a show. Uh, do you remember that band Rose Funeral? Rose no. Funeral. It was this deathcore band that I think they would talk shit about. Like, I don't know, because they were like a deathcore band, and all like the you know, the, the true metal fans would be like, "Oh, dumb, fuck you, you suck, we, you are very stupid." And I'm pretty sure, like, there was like a while where like people were like bringing like uno cards to their shows okay <laughs> yeah like i play uno. well that's another thing pete there was uh like throwing uno cards on stage it was hundred Gax or no it was machine girl people were playing like magic in the pit jesus christ and yeah people doing like beyblade so it is like beyblade like, beyblade in the pit it's becoming and again this doesn't really affect me and frankly you know what if you want to do that, if you want your little joke, you want to pay $100 to go do to your little a joke, joke, like, go ahead, man. Hey, that's what a good comedian does in this I, day and just age. Just don't, don't, don't do, try don't, not to take away from the artist. That's, like, I agree with you that, like, I don't want to put an artist on a pedestal, but at the very least, there should be a general respect for them unless that respect is, like, broken. Well, there certainly should be. And I think the bottom line is, uh, whether people want to, I'm not going to tell people to have their respect or not. The bottom line is like, 
you're going to have artists who aren't clowns are just going to walk off the stage like Death Grips did. Yeah. And if that starts happening, that'll happen. And the whole thing will hopefully probably self-correct at that point in some way. I think the the other fans who went there, who maybe like someone who would be like me, would see someone like spazzing out, looking at their phone, like if they going, because that's probably all they say. Um, because their brain has been poisoned. Not because they have any mental like illness or any other uh, deficiencies. But well, they have no capacity left in their mind. They, yeah, they use they English language. Else. Um, it's me smashing, like taking their phone and smashing it on the ground. That could happen uh, too. And yeah. them, them crying and like trying to hit me, and their fist is like a, a aluminum foil ball, and it just bounces right off me. And so more, more, it's got that has to happen. I think. People Along do, with just like people do have to start being mean to each other sometimes again. People need to get comfortable with that. Yeah, because that's the only way you you kind of at least in an informal context of like a music scene. Like if there's a bad trend, you got to nip it in the bud before it becomes totally taken for granted and is normalized. And the only way to nip it in the bud is, I look. I don't think you got to get your crew and fucking beat people up. You just have to like ridicule people. Like yeah, that's how I learned as a young guy who played music. Don't do pay for play. People who do pay for people who fucking pay to play at big venues are fucking losers. We make yep. fun of them. So I picked up on that and I never did it. Exactly. And it, it, it will to a degree, I think. And frankly, I think most of our listeners, you're probably safe. But uh, just beware if you're going to see like a big act, I think. Or if, you're, if you're going to a thousand plus capacity venue, like some fuck shit might happen. Just I don't want to say plan accordingly, but just, you know, be aware. Keep Report back. The exits. Tell, Report tell, us, back. tell us what happened. We're, post like, we're, post about it and, yeah. like, again, make fun of these people. Like, goddamn, like, bunch of fucking losers. And, like, now, obviously, the worst thing is that you don't know these people's names. And that should be the case. They should go nameless. Like, no one should know these people because uh, they're annoying. But moving on to our main subject, punks on cinema. POC. Uh. You want to take a quick pause, yes. come back and cover that? Let's do take it. a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah. The return of the living dead. with a bang talking about the movie the return of the living dead yeah long time since i watched it we reviewed it earlier today i think last time i watched it might have been at the dryden theater in rochester 
It's really? a theater at the George Eastman House where they show old movies, and it was that was probably over ten years ago. Damn, uh, I don't know if I've ever fully seen it. I've definitely seen some of it, um, but this is classic punk. We'll say movie in a sense because the main cast of uh, we'll say teenage young adults are all very punk looking in uh, various forms. Yeah, like they actually it was kind of impressive how you know it really covered the whole the spectrum of uh punk yeah there's like the girls kind of well there's like a punk punk girl named Mm -hmm. trash with like colored hair uh then there's like more of a new wavy girl there's a new wavy guy who like wears like a kind of pastel uh blazer and uh bad haircut bad like bad 60s haircut tie too i think he had a skinny tie yeah Yeah. and then what's his name Chuck. 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 There's a black dude who kind of looks like Rick James, uh, but a little punkier, although Rick James yeah. rocked that style sometimes. He, he had, definitely did. He had kind of a paramilitary Rick James look, which yeah. is kind of just a, yeah, uh, pretty he close looks to Rick like James the one, anyway. He's, I kept thinking, I was like, have I seen him before? I don't think he was He's in, in Friday the 13th Part 4 or 5, I want to say. In, let's see here. Just checking. He might be. Uh, no, okay. I thought he was then. I thought he was then. Um, that uh, some movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, that nope. we were just talking about. Total Recall. Total Recall. I thought he, he was. He might be. Recall. I don't remember. Not in Total Recall. Um and uh, yeah. And then there's a guy named Suicide who looks like a classic like cartoon punk. Like one. Like he looks like he could have been on that Chips episode with the punk band Pain. He's got like. He had a chain. chain connected from his ear to his nose. Like yes, a big yes. chain. Yeah. And, like, chains attached to other parts of his leather jacket. Like, uh, sh- you know, that kind of yeah. that kind of shit. And he's kind of hot. He's, like, real hot-headed. He, yeah. He's driving them around in his car. You probably have seen it. But he's driving around in a car, and Spider says something about how he's spooky. But yeah, you're spooky, man. And he's like, spooky. He starts fighting him turns while he's driving. He, like, turns him. fully around and starts fighting while he's driving. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? And then in the cemetery, after trash strips and starts dancing very seductively, uh, he's like complaining about how oh, no one gets me, man. He's like very emotional. This ain't a like, costume, this is a way of life. life. <laughs> yeah, they did add an, a good new dimension to the uh, one dimensional uh, horror movie victim <laughs> category. Yeah. Yeah. By virtue of having them be punks. Because, like, that little stick from him where he's like, no one understands me is like classic, like, this is supposed to be character development, but there's no context. It's completely meaningless to me. Uh, there won't be at any point in the movie. Nope. This won't be expanded on. Uh, it's basically a signifier for character development that was should have happened in like a better movie. That's yeah. like that's kind of speech, but it comes off a little bit differently with a guy with you know with the leather and everything else. Now this came out in 1985. Yeah, interesting time. You know, punk was going through punk hardcore is kind of going through a weird time around this is that one of those turns yeah in los angeles where this was filmed though i will say punk was in some ways at its absolute peak from what i understand like there were so many people going to those shows like the what the olympia olympia theater olympic auditorium yeah that's what it is um tons of people but this is state set in louisville kentucky the movie the, or the, or the right. which movie takes place. Never heard of a 80s punk scene. 
going on there, really. Louis- I looked into it. There were some punk bands there. I think that's where that band uh, Squirrel Bait I like is from. Oh, okay. But they're not this kind of punk. No, it's a little bit more on the emo side. I think. Right. Emo, or, or like Squ- the Nirvana Squirrel side. Bait's the band that like <laughs> accidentally sounded just like Nirvana before Nirvana, but oh, really? I oh, like okay. it like even more. Uh, Where did so they not come out on? Didn't some like record label put them out that we like? Yeah, I don't remember which one. We'll, but... we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, this movie I think we all probably heard about because of that element and then the soundtrack to it. Yes, really cool soundtrack. It is and good. Real quick connection, uh, or a semi connection. The band Hemdale, uh, yeah, grindcore band. I think they uh, obviously probably got their name from the production company. See the beginning, uh, Hemdale production. That's Hemdale Cinema. Or so like I that. dug. Maybe this is one of the things where the listeners can give me information that I wasn't able to find. I was looking around because my assumption was always like, uh, I sort of half assumed that like someone involved in the production of this movie, or at least the soundtrack, was like a punker or a punk fan. I couldn't really find any evidence of it. I know one of the like the executive producer for the soundtrack album was from Enigma Records, who put out the LP, okay. and they, they had done, like, a 45 Grave record before and some other stuff, but, like, I couldn't find a lot of evidence of that. I think the punk thing they kind of just picked, because it was in the headlines or whatever. So, sorry I keep yelling. It was, like a, no, uh, okay. it was like a subculture that they had, I don't know, were like, oh, yeah, we what's can make the, a movie or like with these, with these the ties. What's the like, punk movie? What's the first one of the early punk cinema we did, uh... Decline of Western Civilization. Western Civilization. When did that come out? That when, was, when, when did the second one come out? Uh, 88. Second was 80. one was 80. Okay, I think the first further. one was 1980. 1980. And then Possibly the third one was like 98. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I was going to say maybe that had to do with it, where it's just like kind of like this cinematic like buzz where it's like I someone mean, who's into movies would, would have seen that. Y- yeah, did. yeah. And a lot of people found out about, about punk from that movie. And it's just like, well, I'm sure the director who you said the director did like Alien. Yeah, Dan O'Bannon. He Alien. He, yeah, he directed he Alien. You're, yeah, he did. I don't know if he he wasn't. He was like the writer or something. For he didn't like direct. I don't think he directed. I I don't know. He like wrote this movie. I don't think he directed Return. Of the no, Return of the Living Dead. He, if I recall correctly, started out as a writer and ended up. Assuming his role in the director's chair later. Yeah, so it's okay. directed they had by a, Dan, screenplay by Dan as well. Yeah, someone else was directing it and he ended up doing it. He had done a lot of stuff in Hollywood. He did special effects work for a bunch of different movies. Oh, okay. Um, he worked so, on Heavy Metal. I oh, mean, wow. the cartoon? Yeah, yeah, the Heavy oh, so, Metal movie. Great movie. We should review that movie at some see. point. That movie's crazy. He wrote the screenplay for Alien, adopted from a story he wrote with Ronald Trusett. Mm-hmm. He also wrote and directed a cult horror comedy, The Return of the Living Dead. Contributed computer animation to Star Wars and worked on cult classics such as Dark Star, Heavy Metal, and Total Recall. Yeah, so great movies. He, uh, a guy who is uh, quite a uh, good resume. Uh, good resume. Uh, great resume, I would say, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know how they got all these bands for the soundtrack. Maybe I, so. That's an open mystery. Maybe someone can solve for us. But yeah, it's it's a cool. Let me let me pull up the list of of. Uh, was on. I mean, yeah. it's all I mean, it's all bands well, that I, I like know a lot. The Cramps, uh, the Cramps are on it. I think they have the first song on the actual soundtrack. I mean, the most the scene where uh, probably the the number one song in this movie that I associate with it is uh, "Party Time" by Forty Five Grave, which is a badass song, total banger. Uh, people who don't know anything about that band or about death rock, but who've seen this movie, I feel like that's the song they remember. Is, Do you want to party? Because what? That's like when everybody, like all the zombies, start 
I think so. Yeah, right yeah. at the end. Um, that's a good one. We got well, right, oh, no, kind of right in the middle when they're coming out of the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, I'll try to run away. Yeah, running through the cemetery. Um, it's got. It's got some good, uh, like, revenge era. T.S.O.L. has a song on here. Yep, Cramps is the first one. Uh, there's a Rocky Erickson song yep, from, okay. I think, his, like, early 80s work. Uh, the Damned, of course, I actually don't know their song on here that well. I know the Damned 80s stuff is all very spooky. That kind of checks out. Um, Tall Boys, I don't know what that band is. Interesting connection to Rochester. Yeah. Uh, this band, the Jet Blackberries, they have a song called Love Under Will in the movie. Jet Blackberries were formerly known as New Math. They were a, I, I guess you could say a punk band. They were like a power pop, new wave punk type band from Rochester who were quite good. And uh, they changed their name to Jet Blackberries, which is a much worse band name. And we're on the soundtrack. And then the last, the end, the song you hear at the end, that song Tonight, kind of sad-sounding, plaintive synth-pop that's an L.A. synth-pop band called SSQ I'm not really familiar with. The one that I was, upon revisiting this movie, inspired to revisit because I've been hearing about them for years and I haven't listened to them is The Flesh Eaters. They got that song, I Without a Face. That's a good song. I was listening to the second Flesh Eaters album after watching this movie, and it sounds really good. It sounded a little bit like X, but more eclectic, a little like... Uh, I like the I guess, horn, the horns they had going. Yeah, on yeah, song. they're kind of they've got a real mix of uh, different things musically: a little country, a little metal, a little punk. But it all kind of blends together pretty well. And I read some of the dudes' lyrics; they're great. So maybe we'll cover Flesh Eaters in the future once I've got got my head around their stuff. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool soundtrack. It's, I mean, it's good. Yeah, because that's like usually when it's like that, you don't hear like an actual punk soundtrack with punk bands, and like. I mean, T.S. Powell, The Damned, fucking Cramps, I guess, even to a degree, for sure. Um, like, that's, like, certified, like, punk, Yeah, I would say. And 45 Grave is 45 certainly Grave, straight yeah. out of the punk scene. And, and Flesh Eaters, I mean, yeah, they shared members with X and stuff. So, so that's why we've heard of this movie, is, or at least why I've heard of it, is because that thing but it was like a hit movie anyway made yeah, made a lot of money people good. people really like it i mean they made like fucking what five or six sequels of it so they clearly did something yeah i don't think they really kept the punk attitude oh no not after that <laughs> now if you've never seen it before pretty much it's uh i guess in a way it's a spiritual sequel to night of the living dead in a way technically but they make allusions to allusions the to first it. like two movies Dawn of the, it's intended to be a, like a follow-up to that, and really Dawn of the Dead was the big one. Well, uh, see, because I, I'm pretty sure Day of the Dead, that also came out the same year. 85? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And But, uh, yeah, because there's like the part in the movie where they're like, oh, yeah, he was like talking like, about, he's like, you well, that movie Night of the Living, living Dead. Dead. Yeah, right, and he's right, like, right, yeah. oh, the, the military or whatever, the chemical company was going to like sue, sue the director for... You know, if he actually told the movie the way it went out, you know. So this is it. It it's actually uh, it's it was based on yeah a novel originally written by a guy named John Russo who had been partners with George Romero when he made Night of the Living Dead, but Russo kept the rights to the Living Dead name. Uh, hence why Romero went on to make Dawn of the Dead, which. I seem to remember being a better movie and, than Night of the Living Dead. Oh, Dawn of the Dead is way better. I love okay. Dawn of the Dead. So this is in the tradition of the other guy who made Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And didn't make Dawn of the Dead, which it's, totally makes sense why it's like a goofy 
it's more goofy movie and it's in a totally different direction and it's like that movie a goofy movie it's like the movie yeah. a goofy movie and the uh kind of social commentary you could read into dawn of the dead i i could read it into this but only because i wanted to so that i could keep being interested in watching well, it and i chose to do that kind of went with the punk theme i think where it's like government uh, not accountable bad uh you know the oh yes business it's like small business owners also bad i can't do it because yeah. i'll lose my business like constantly you see the during uh so in the movie right they're like oh it. just call the number on the side well, of the so there is uh the freddy one of the uh punk oh, kids who we who also got a didn't job. mention who didn't mention. i think he was supposed to be a skinhead because like he had skinhead he has suspenders suspenders on. suspenders on and he's the only one who appears to have a job so we're gonna say that yeah, he's a skinhead yeah yeah they're all like Oh, Freddy got a Does job. not have what a shaved head, though. Does not have a shaved head. Freddy got a job. Let's rob his ass. So they... <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's why job. he didn't shave his head, because he knew he had a job, so he's like, I got to keep it growing for the next three months. Um, So he's at this job with Bert, who is... Is that the guy? No, uh, Frank is the guy Frank. who's who gets... Bert's the owner. Bert is the owner, yes. Uh, and he's telling him about the Night of the Living Dead. Oh, did you hear about this movie? It's based on real life thing. It was slightly different. And we actually have the tanks that the well, bodies the chemi- are in with the chemicals that r- rose these tricks. I think it's 238 Trixian or something like that. Trioxin. 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 Which that would be a sick band name. I'm sure it probably is 15 uh, bands called that. Uh, yeah. In the, in the basement, he, uh, Frank hits. The, uh, yeah, because t- uh, Freddy's like, well, these aren't going to leak, are they? And he's like, no. It's Frank, he's like, these the... things are Army Corps engineers. Military engineers of the Army. Yeah, this, or like then bangs it, and they get fucking sprayed right in the face with it. Like a goddamn Amical. skunk right in the fucking mouth. They pass out. Tarman, who is in there, is, is not in there. Well, he doesn't appear to late. He doesn't appear to But later. he did break out of the but barrel. He, he's out of the barrel. And Tarman is like a big zombie, right? I, he's I, like Tarman the slimy one. The so slimy yeah, one. Yeah, okay. The one. The cl- he's the classic one from this right, movie. Right, if right, right. Seeing this, you know him. Um. So, Frank is like, oh, we can't tell anyone about this. They'll shut it down." Which is like, first of all, it's not your fucking business. Yeah. Right. Like, first, <laughs> right. gonna get be wait. Mad so at me. we can't tell anybody that we did this dangerous thing because they might. Sh- it could okay. potentially Freddy, harm a think, lot of people. Freddie, I think, immediately was like, we should call the number. conception of, of how dangerous it is and that there's going to be. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then that's when they, when they go upstairs. They hear the the uh, cadaver in the freezer. Yeah, like screaming. Has come alive. And... The split dogs in the uh, warehouse are now alive and barking and stuff like that and moving around. Like also butterflies that were once dead start flapping their wings again. But like. With the entire time, like Frank and then subsequently Bert to a degree, like, we can't say anything. Like, we, can't we can't tell call anyone the cops. because then we'll be shut down. It's like, okay, well, what's the alternative? I guess is like, well, we find out what the alternative is. I guess, which is what I was gonna say. That's the very, the uh, very discharge ending to the movie. Oh yeah, like discharge would love. Yeah, they this were like, movie. they were like, well, we called it the bomb. Bombs uh, and nukes. Kawakami, I was to say, Kawakami would have loved this movie. Uh, oh, yeah, because totally. the, the, there's, like, what, a Disclo song that's, like, that, uh, No Rain Jacket. Or, like, really? what? Isn't there? It's, like, <laughs> I have like no, no rain jacket. Like no gas disc- mask, only rain jacket. There's, or like, like, a hundred like Disclo songs. There's 
too many for there's, me to there's remember. some good songs about acid rain out there but uh yeah no the end the ending of this of, the, of this was pretty cool um so a couple things on zombie movies generally uh I guess from what I could gather, this movie was innovative in the sense that I think it's the first one with fast zombies and also the idea that zombies eat brains. Oh, and they can, I think they could also, like, this is the first one where they talked. They talk. If you shoot their head off, they can stay alive. And also the thing of, and this is, I think, probably one of the more interesting things about this movie. I kind of like this plot device or whatever. Uh, the idea that zombies, it's not they want to eat flesh. They specifically want to eat brains. And that's Five you could probably brains. read something interesting into that if if you wanted to. Um, because like apparently there must be some sort of they didn't really explain it. I mean they did in the movie, but there must be some sort of you know chemical in the brain that um, they ingest and then they uh, the pain isn't as bad anymore. So adrenochrome. That was honestly adrenochrome. So yeah. sp- spoiler alert. I and I. Thought I liked this movie after watching it years ago. I thought I was supposed to. After watching it again, I'm like, I don't care about this movie, whatever. It's fine. But the this one scene I did, one of the scenes I did really like is later on when one of the zombies, although they don't call them that in the movie, one of no. these reanimated dead people, they have like half of this woman strapped to a uh, table and they ask her about why she wants to eat brains and she explains that it she's dead it hurts to be dead you can feel yourself rotting but the live brains it's like a painkiller kind of effect so it's like technically that was cool. i like that it's that not even of, like yeah. a malicious yeah. thing on their end you know just like are they no eat- i felt i felt yeah. bad for it. that that and that's interesting because it it makes them less villainous but it also makes it like well, we can't, I'm not going to sit here and get eaten. Like, we got to get rid of them one way or another. Yeah, I think it's very, it's kind of one of, maybe one of those things where it's like, you know, don't, hey, don't watch the TV so close. It'll ruin your eyeballs. Like, man, these zombie movies will rot your brain. You know what I mean? A, a little, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's, it's something like that. And Oh, because, yeah, we also should remember in the 80s, I feel like the, well, you know, this is also during the time of the satanic panic and, you know, censorship. All the conservative being, censorship. Yeah, being, like, rallying around censorship. and. I mean, it's crazy they show, like, full Bush in a way. Actually, not really. Well, I mean, because it, it, it looks like, she like she shaved. But, yeah, you but see. But it's full frontal. Her, is there, there is full frontal nudity in this movie. You don't see any. There, there, you don't really see lips, but. No. But it's, it's like. It's an anatomical it's thing. It's fucking there. You got to yeah. use your imagination, which. Maybe the imagination is a little better sometimes. But, no, this is... Maybe. I don't, maybe know, the I don't know. maybe it's better sometimes. Maybe it's better a little bit sometimes. Sometimes off. I prefer... Cutting myself off right now, but... <laughs> but, no, I, I... The zombie thing is, I think, always has frustrated me about this one and the second one. Because it's just like... The canon is... And they say it in the movie, if you get rid of the head or cut the head off... It'll die. It'll die. That doesn't happen and in that this doesn't happen in this. They're invincible. Right, which is actually funny, though, because in the movie, they're like, what the fuck? What are we supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah, it's just like... It I like they lends... kind of threw that curveball like in the movie. You would, have to, you would have to break them up. I was thinking about this watching it. You would have to break them up into pieces small enough that them being able to move around or whatever wouldn't matter. So, like... My idea was if you had some kind of giant human blender, which I, I think the Imperial Japanese had at Unit 731 or something very close to it. Yeah. Like, or they had like a centrifuge or something like I that. Like, you got to where... spin them around in, until they're like little bitty, bitty pieces. Until they're, they're, what is it, like their limbs fly off? 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's what they did. In, uh, what they did at seven thirty one. That actually wouldn't work because, as we see in this movie, if a limb flies off, the limb will come at you. I yeah. think you got to go smaller than that. You got to make like minced meat out of them. That's where like they got the technology to create the now we know as the ninja blenders. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> you need a really big one of those to a deal big with one. these big like, ninja blenders, species okay. of zombie, like a football, like a football stadium sized blender. Now, because like the way they dispose the corpse originally um, is through the uh, crema- uh, crematorium. Yeah, they the just burn the part. Burn it. That works too. Yeah. Now, but the problem is, you burn it, the chemicals go, chemicals become smoke. It starts to rain. That's when all the zombies in the cemetery rise from the grave. And you'd have to, so disposing of the itty-bitty pieces would be a question, too. And when, it, if the if the chemicals get on people, which everyone's like, oh, my skin's burning, my skin's burning when they're in the rain. Uh, yeah, I feel like that would, because when the chemicals hit uh, Freddy and the Frank, they end up, like, dying. They end up becoming zombies. So I wonder, you know, you would think that all these people were like, oh, my skin. Would probably only become, a matter of time before it happened to them, too. Would that become a matter of them, or was, or did they receive a high, highly concentrated enough dosage? Here's another thing I question. Will the chemicals eventually wear off after three days, two days, 24 hours, where the reanimated corpses now no longer are reanimated? Are they reanimated forever? I'm not sure. We would need to know the half, half-life on trioxin. Yeah. But also that might not answer the question, because even if the chemical's gone, it seems like it's creating some sort of process, and once the process is initiated, it could maybe, if it if it has some uh, inertia or uh, you know, particularly hard to disrupt. Yeah. In the I, second one, and I told you guys, in the second one, they end the zombies by like electrocuting them or something like that, which, which I think we all said makes uh, zero. Makes sense. zero. No. Sense. Uh, there is some really great dialogue in this. Uh, I love the zombies when they're like, sent. More paramedics. That's a classic line. Send yeah. more cops. And a great scene that makes no sense. I point out to you guys is when the mortuary guy I forgot his Ernie. name. Ernie. Ernie. Uh, they're like, they're uh, Bert. Bert and them are trying to convince him to burn the corpses, and he's like, "You're gonna owe me a really big favor." He's like, "Bert's like, whatever you want, man." He just looks at him. And he uh, looks at his pants. Looks at his pants, which have been ripped by a, a hand. A limb. Uh. And he just begins to cut it off. And a pant leg. A pa- his pant legs, because they're slightly ripped. <laughs> the rest of them are just, like, kind of looking around. And this is, like, a 30-second, like, part that just didn't need to exist. And then he goes, all right, let's go. <laughs> I was, like, watching yeah, it. I was they just, They could like, have done a much better job of the thing of him having to rip off his like, pant leg. Bert points at, um, at uh, Frank and just go like, he, like, points and, like, like does that to him for no reason, and he doesn't do anything. I I think that what's and like they're constantly like boarding like the amount of boards they put up on this fucking in this movie too is incredible. Like they have yeah, so many yeah. boards and nails. Just I mean, clearly, is, isn't that kind of what happens in uh, Dawn of the Dead? But they're at the mall. Don't they have to barricade the doors of the mall? <laughs> Yeah, but, but I think they're able to just lock them, and the way they get in is from like the bikers, right? Oh, yeah, because yeah, the yeah, bikers yeah. come from outside. They, like, you know, just smash the doors in, and then that's when all the zombos start. Yeah, zombos come in. Um, I do, uh, fuck. Oh, also, in the in the Dawn of the Dead, they're not, like, you know, ravenous, like. No, they, they're like not Like the running. ones in Return, so. Because they're smart, and, like, there's, like, smart in this. Yeah, they're, they're like, using the radio in the in the cop car. They're right? ambushing to, yeah, to, the cops. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, Freddy is, like, trying to convince Tina to let him eat her brains. And, like... Yes, that was a cool... That, that's kind sounds, of a cool scene. Sounds very suggestive, but... It's... Yeah. No, we're, we're talking... He's, he's, he's not literally. asking her. He's not asking her to give him brains. No, no. <laughs> but I'm trying to give you. He's like, give me. I brain. want to eat your brains. In, out, br- out your brains and in of the to me, me, my mouth. Precisely. Uh, no, I think uh, I was thinking about watching this that the '80s because the '80s was kind of when zombie movies got big, right? Those are the '80s thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it has to be. I know people the the sort of standard. Uh, I think. I mean, they had been around before that. But, they had uh, been. I would like. This was a little bit of a boom. Horror in general had a big boom. Yes. In the 80s. Yes. I think you could. I mean, the way people typically analyze Dawn of the Dead is, I mean, it's set in a shopping mall. It's not hard to figure out. It's like a consumerist thing, and you could probably read that into the zombie thing generally. You know. Uh, pretty easily. I, this was why I kind of like the scene where he's talking about how it hurts being dead. You know that that shows a lot about our society. But it, you know it's true. Like you, uh, you you start to feel dead inside, or you know you get disconnected from other people, and it's like dying. And then the and only way the only way to stop the rot you're feeling is by cannibalizing your fellow humans. Like that mm. again. This is not. This is something that I'm forcing into the movie to kind of like going to a death trip show and yeah. you're trying and to, to give it some guy. some extra meaning. Well, yeah, I don't know if that was intentional or not. I'm not trying to disparage Mr. O'Bannon. Maybe it was. Uh, it probably was. He seems like a smart enough guy, but I think maybe that's why people like these movies so much. I would like to see. I know the first zombie movie is typically identified as the movie White Zombie from the 30s. Bella Lugosi, right? I think so. I've never yeah. watched it. I would like because that term zombie comes from like voodoo and like, grigri. Yeah, voodoo, a black magic invented by Steven Seagal. No, it's it's from Haiti, and like it's like something that supposedly like you know witches there could do, where they revive dead people, and they're like, yeah, that I like that kind. Of, I like horror movies. I like that fucking kind of like chicken magic shit in movies. <laughs> I just about so to like, say chicken. If magic. there's like if there's zombie movies that are like that. I would rather see that than all oh, of the bad government you, spilled chemicals. Like, no, I want to see some fucking true detective. You know what beat, else? You know what I mean? You know another movie that has some of that that uh, gree gree shit in it? Uh, yeah, the Dan- first Chucky movie. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see, are, it's a good movie. Voodoo kind of came back, in, like the late '80s. I feel like. Yeah, it was like I guess it was like a weird, a weird thing for. I mean, is there? What are some like movie? I don't know. Like, is there oh, like know- any voodoo doll movies or? Uh, oh, there, there probably is a ton. Probably like a shit ton. Probably a shit ton that we just kind of don't know about because most horror movies are kind of bad. Um, I watched, this is kind of tangential, but I watched uh, the remake of, I watched a bunch of movies this weekend, but I watched the remake of the, the Candyman or Candyman. Which one is that? That's the... The guy has a hook for a hook for hand, bees, covered in bees, uh, burn marks. I don't know the if first about say it. his name five times like, in the mirror, he comes back. That guy Tony Todd, you know that guy? No, dude, I, I'm pretty ignorant about movies. As you're probably that, already learning that you might like that one because the the new one and the original kind of do have like a decent amount of like social commentary to go That's coincide cool. with I it. Can, I can get down with Whereas that. Whereas the idea of the Candyman is like this entity that haunts like because it's it's set in like chicago, uh the cabrini green project cabrini green project in Chi- like chicago and it like represents the like yeah there's like a race of a like, racialist motif of like the black community and like dealing with like 
racial issues and tension the fight specifically like, the police do uh interracial relationships i think as well too to agree well I, yeah because i mean in the first so, what because like that it's like that uh that chick yeah helen or whatever and then is. yeah and then like candy man is like it's like uh, yeah. yeah they're not well in, in the i think one of the early I, it's been a while the original candy man i believe the original candy man um and the it movie was funny. was killed because he was in like a relationship with like a white woman. Okay, this was in like the eighteen nineties or something like that when it was like obviously looked down upon. But that is is just very cool that that I'm mean, not very cool, but it has like an actual social commentary to it. Yeah, so that, I think if that, you sounds you like, like I'll look it. it up. Sounds like like I don't need social Surprise commentary and everything, but I think I generally lean towards. I mean, I can get down with stupid horror movies, but I I like. I, I maybe am more on the like smart horror movie end of the spectrum. Although you could also make, I was reading about some movies. I haven't watched them yet, but there's like dumb smart horror movies too. Like uh, bad, like what was there was. I guess it's smart horror. That's just what they call like psychological horror. That's like seven right. type shit, seven yeah. true oh, detective so. kind of thing. And there are ones I was reading about that are like knockoff movies like that that aren't very good but are still kind of creepy there's one with like jennifer lopez in it i forget what it was called but oh is that urban legend no that's like a different movie with j-lo i well i mean i, I like like creepy things like gore doesn't do much for me. i like the kind of fucking like last night i watched jacob's ladder blew me away favorite thing i've watched in years and just that mm-hmm. thing where you see some shit like the number one the the grand champion number one of what i'm talking about ever is in Mulholland Drive that fucking thing behind the dumpster where you oh, see yeah. it? Oh yeah, that scary guy. You see it and just you you it's you don't scream, you don't jump, you're just like. <sighs> and that's like the only time he's in the movie too. Yeah, right. Yeah. That thing. You, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. Oh, scene. some people like that is like a terrifying jump scare. Well, I personally like, think the the creepiest thing with his movies is, is that fucking when it's just that soundtrack where just like the synth where it's like. Oh, is that? He, he loves doing that, yeah. David Lynch. But this movie, I, there, there are parts of this that are very fun. I mean, the fucking her dancing in the graveyard naked is sick. When you, see her trashy come, when you see her come back later as like a zombie, that's cool. She's uh, like blue. And she gets a bunch of good cool. munch. The, the munch sound effects on this are awesome. The, the great sound effects. Great, uh, really good special effects in general. I mean, Tarman yeah. looks pretty sick. I liked... Uh, one thing that was kind of creepy and cool was the first cadaver they get, the sort of yellowy looking guy when yeah. he's grabbing at them and writhing around and like they cut off a hand and it's Put still a pickaxe getting... through his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's pretty brutal. That was that was cool. That, that I like that. I like they should remake this and trash should be played by uh, Ice Spice. That's and then, um... honestly a really good idea. That's such a good idea, dude. Isn't it? And then so like, wait, I'm... would they they wouldn't be like punk rockers though? And the new they, one. They'd be they'd the be... new version of punk rockers. And Suicide. Which is, so which is be? being from the Bronx. Suicide should be Sam Hyde. I'm yeah. nominating him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tra- okay. Trash is, is Ice Spice. Suicide is Sam Samuel Hyad. Samuel Hyad. Um, <laughs> Spider is uh, Travis Scott. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. he's a bloodthirsty yeah. maniac. <laughs> Um, he's not even a bloodthirst. He's like the one good guy. He's the guy who survives like the longest. Which yeah, is also, right. I gotta say, very odd for an '80s horror movie where they don't immediately uh, kill off the black. Yes, that was remarkable. Let's see who else. Who's Scuzz? Who's Scuzz gonna be? 
Which goes to the like kind of guy. He who had the blonde mohawk. Blonde mohawk. He's yeah, the other yeah. punker kind of dude. Real punk dude. He's the who the half zombie Which, lady kills. Remember that Albany okay. band, Scuzz? No, no, yeah, I don't. Kind of, no, kind of, a little bit, yeah. It's like a grindcore thing. No, no, that's the band Trevor was in called Scuzz, but they spelled it with a K. Yeah. Oh, so that was the band I'm Trevor, thinking of. But there's a band from Albany, which maybe some of our friends had played in. I'm not sure. Called Scuzz, S-C-U-Z. I wonder if they got Oh, the didn't they play this. like the Punk's Picnic, Picnic one year? Okay, I do remember. Yeah. Um, who, yeah, who would play Scuzz? Um, It'd have to be like a short. Michael Shannon. No, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, Kevin Hart yeah, is okay, Scuzz. Ernie is Michael Shannon. Okay. That's he'd be a great. Who's fucking, Michael Shannon? He's the Ernie guy. Uh, he's play? been in a. He's amazing actor. He plays Zod in the more recent oh, Supermans. I know who can play Bert. It'd be perfect. Bert? Sly Stallone. You oh yeah, dude, I, I, I've seen this I before. Can't. I know how to no, handle can't this. The, can't call the number. Wait, is he? Who's the? Oh, the embalmer's Ernie. Ernie. Yeah, yeah. The the, the that's, guy that should be uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> Frank. He's, he's Frank. Or he's Freddy. Right, yeah. Okay. yeah, he could right, be yeah, definitely. Okay. That's yeah, Friday yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love. So I recently watched, uh, Only God Forgives, which has Ryan Gosling. You might like I that very that weird movie. Uh, Nicholas Winding Ref- Refn is uh the director who did Drive. Um, very I, weird I like movie. Drive actually. It's very weird years, movie, but... but similar, very similar to Drive, but also pretty brutal in a way too. Um, but good movie. But yes, I love. I'm a Gosling head, we'll say. Uh, he would be a good. He'd be a great Freddy. He'd make a great Freddy. Um, what's the creepy? What's the creepiest thing you've ever seen? Just imagining him saying that <laughs> to uh, who's uh, who's Frank? Then? Frank would be who's like a like a that'd be like kind a, of a goofy, a goofy, a goofy a like what like, like a Seth oh, Rogen, but not of, Seth Rogen. Kind of schmucky in a way. Too. Yeah, right. Like Eugene a Gene Levy. Oh, there you go. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. like he's kind of old. He is old. You know now. what? A Eugene Levy in American Pie. Yeah, yes. that time. Yeah, that would he would. Oh, he Although, would be Le- Levy, I actually like him the best in his more subdued roles. Like uh, his best role ever is in A Mighty Wind, where he's just like a a crazy person who's like very traumatized and shy, but uh, absolutely hilarious. All I know is that I think definitely Sylvester Stallone would be Bert because he's just like. Yeah, I'm telling you, we ain't calling that number on the barrel. I, oh, yeah. I ain't losing my business over oh, we this. We gotta get Stallone's co-star from Tulsa King and Martin Starr from oh, fucking that could oh, be, Party Down. That should yeah. be uh, Frank right there. Frank or the, is he, which one is Frank? I don't that's remember. That's the guy, like the schmucky that's the, guy that's who the gets killed with that's uh, working Okay, uh, he could do that. He could also be the new waiver guy. Oh, Chuck. Oh, dude. Because, yeah. like, I feel like if he ma- remade this, like, Chuck is, like, kind of cool. He can, like, hang in this, the old version. Right. He doesn't get, like, killed. In, in yeah. This, in yeah. the new one, Chuck has to be, like, because he's trying to fuck that girl in this movie and not succeeding. To yeah. do that scene now, it had to be, like, Chuck would have to be, like, an incel. Like, he'd have to right. be. And Martin Starr, unfortunately, has been typecast as, like, a huge loser. He'd like, have to he, be, like, listen, I held the door for you. Yeah. That's what he's like on Party Down. <laughs> and then there's Casey. Well, we could have Ken Marino be fucking Frank. Yeah, oh, dude, that's he'd be perfect. A great Frank. That's perfect. Yeah, get Ron Donald <laughs> to be Frank. Yeah, Ken Marino is Frank. Who's Ken Marino? In uh, American Wet, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, like, okay. Uh, he party was, down. He's fucking Guy Young on season four of Eastbound oh, and Down. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, right. yeah, that guy. <laughs> you know, you know him. Um, I'm trying to think who would be suicide. Oh, you know who would be suicide? I thought this was gonna be Sam Hyde. 
Uh, oh, you got well, another you said one. Sam Hyde. We're um, gonna have auditions. What's his face from Eastbound and Down? Stevie. Yeah. Uh, what? F- fucking McBride. Yes. D- I mean, he could definitely. He could certainly do that. Actually, yeah. no. Danny Stevie. McBride. Stevie could be Frank for sure. Or the <laughs> oh, wait, or the mortician. He could definitely because yeah, he right. does. He was Doctor Barber on uh, Flapjack, so he's got that weird. Creepy oh, you're voice. right. Yeah. He could. Yeah, because I mean, I'm just thinking of. I, I will say Danny McBride and Ice Spice being trash and suicide together is that one young, scene, da- a young that one, Danny McBride that one scene where she's like coming on to him would be very funny yeah and like Danny McBride also like doesn't get killed off like he he doesn't get killed <laughs> no he just doesn't he's got a, a developing role <laughs> that's where that guy right Chuck uh uh Martin Starr he's Martin the guy Starr who gets get bombed. killed instead yeah. okay yeah this would be a good movie and not yeah. it shouldn't be Kevin Hart for Scuzz you're right he's he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It should be like it. It should be um. <laughs> we could make. Scuzzle. It should be like Charlie or something. It should be like I don't know, Charlie like from random, uh, It's Always Sonny. Charlie it should just from Always Sonny would work. Yeah, it could like be. It could million. be a girl in this one too. I oh, it don't could know. be You're um, right. Oh, we'll gender bend it. People oh, we got that. a gender bend. Scuzz. Oh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul. One <laughs> Actually, of them would no, be great. Yeah, it should be Jake Paul. <laughs> That'd be funny. Boom, we got it. You know what? I will say this. Ernie should then be Helen Mirren then. How about that? <laughs> oh, so it's like a lady involved. Like a lady involved. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Have a lady involved. Ernestine. Or like, oh, dude, all the stuff with Ernestine. Jada. <laughs> and then the, I was just, all the stuff with Jada Pinkett Smith lately is really fun. Well, we're, I'm not following what the was that? I'm not up on the hot goss. I don't know what what's going like, on. Always, he was like recently just like. We haven't. Been oh, in- that's weird that he, uh, Will Smith called me his wife. I have feel like felt like that since like the last like three seven years, years. Uh, dude, and Brutal. then like recently she was like i was i sold a bunch of crack <laughs> it's just like what? wait my what god who is it's like who is asking this woman these questions though and there's just like a lot of really funny things where it's like jada pinkett smith just said just told us that she actually has never met will smith before <laughs> and, and there's people it's like like because like people Tupac, she was like in a relationship or something with Tupac or something. Yes, like that. yeah, I learned that yeah, recently. He must have killed. He must have just been like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> like, oh, Tupac, don't worry, you can pull through because he was in the hospital for a few days, I believe. She don't shows worry, up. He can pull through, and yeah, he's, he's just like, like oh, never mind. <laughs> he just dies. He loses all will to live. Have you ever listened to Jada Pinkett's band um, Wicked, Wicked Wisdom? Wisdom? Yeah, really bad. I have not. So bad. Really bad. It's a funny band name. I swear to God that we're someone like, oh, people not are too long trying ago, to... people were like, this yeah, is Wicked, good. Wicked. This is good. <laughs> like, no, no. No, we're, we are not. <laughs> we are not doing this. Listen. I think people want to like have... it because she's famous, and it would be a good novelty if that was the case, but. I don't know. I'm trying to think of famous people. We already have Ice T. Who are famous people with in fucking Ice T? He's famous, and then he had a metal band. And then he has sick ass. That metal is band. true. That fucking rules. Yeah, and he plays. Uh, oh, well, there's also Xbox. Chris Jericho <laughs> with Fozzie. He yeah, plays Chris Xbox. Jericho. I was gonna say. I, he... thought you, I, I thought we were talking about like black like yeah, celebrities. Chris Jericho, before. or just black front people. But yeah, Chris Jericho. I guess he. I was like, he's black. Chris Jericho. He's black. Well, he's Canadian, so that's. <laughs> Uh yeah, he's like that's a that's different. He's different. I wish detectives, sure. well, I, I wish, mean, uh, here's the thing. Maybe if 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 that Wicked Wisdom band wasn't like a fucking like a goddamn new metal band and it that came out in like 2006, like 
too like yeah maybe it could have been good but not not when that's the fucking circumstances to like exclusively play on Oxfest. Wicked Wisdom sounds like it would be like a like, like a gothic metal band. or or oh okay I was like the, Nightwish. The or first something. thing I thought of, and I might be tripping on this one. I hear Wicked Wisdom, and it makes me think it's gonna sound like Mahogany Rush. If I showed you that band is like the white guys trying to sound like Jimi Hendrix from like '72. No, I I, that, I no, know you've brought them I know up. What you mean though. it's good. I like sense. I like Mahogany Rush, but it is. I think it's Wait, Frank is, Frank Marino's the guitar player. Is that a Canadian band too, dude? I think I'm. I'm pretty sure they yeah, are. Yeah, my detector for Canada <laughs> particles is vibrating. I think Mahogany Rush is Canadian. So yeah, it's a bunch of uh, Canadians trying to play Jimi Hendrix music and doing a. Like they're like getting a lot of things technically right, and it's totally missing like what makes Jimi Hendrix magical. But it's still pretty good. That's what Wicked Wisdom sounds like. That it would be also sounds like a groove metal band from like the mid nineties. Yeah, they, I could see Stuck Mojo Wicked Wisdom yes. tour. There's see, a black fronted band that does not get enough love. Stuck about, Mojo. Uh, I nobody even about, talks about. No them. one talks about them except me. I've talked about them on this podcast. I feel like probably twenty, thirty times. Well, what about, uh, it's because it? Body Count has a higher, they got higher visibility. Well, yeah, and because Stug Mojo is a bad band, but I like that first <laughs> album. Seven Dust, don't they have a... Oh, yeah, but they... What? That band is also pretty bad, too, though. That band's pretty bad. There's and, also Skindred. Skin, oh, Skindred. I, I wish... Uh, not, what about Nonpoint? Do they have a black front band? Uh, I don't know about Maybe that. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I wish that Detective Stabler had like a hardcore band. Sorry, you went Ice tea. I went straight. No, that's to, good. I straight he would be to a dude. One of the best dude, shows ever. Dude, look up the AI generate freaking Detective Stabler if he was in a freaking hardcore band, dude. I it's so awesome. I'm not gonna do that, dude. And I've already done it. You know, it I am pretty permissive with myself when it comes to fucking around with AI. I love to fuck around with AI, but. God damn, these motherfuckers on the internet have made me sick of their epic shit. Oh, uh, right. It's like, Judge freaking Judy, if she freaking hunt, fronted a freaking uh, here's hardcore band. Freaking SpongeBob, if he was a freaking 80s sitcom with real actors. And they're no. going gonna to ruin these tools that I, I need these AI tools to make insane nonsense like it originally like, did when it didn't work good stop teaching it, it how was, to do things you I are doing to a, do bad things you did do a good job with the whole like oh make sure this is completely insane yeah. like unhinged that last the well i didn't do it but there's this good band called purple pills and they did a cover <laughs> of a pink song and you actually you said it sounded like death grips and i was like oh that's that's cool i could hear a little bit like i mean it's very abrasive uh but yeah so now i'm gonna have to seek out like new AIs that are being coded like by shitty. like yeah. it's like teenagers from Vladivostok trying to make something that you would use to <laughs> it's d- there was know, a there was a porn. very funny person on Twitter who posted this like um it's like oh I, I it took like three days to do this. it was a uh, Star Wars in the vein of like Dolly or something like that. Salvador Dolly Looks not, just looks like shitty fucking Star Wars See, AI. That's why you got to get the 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 AI made by Vladimir Smith. But it was like it took three days to make this, and it's just like, and and then he like posted another thing. It was like, wow, these are really fun to make. And it's just nondescript Star Wars things where something is happening, and there's a Jedi, and there's stormtroopers, and like there's like I was like there's like ATAT there for some reason, and it's like. These people that do this shit, we talked about this a bunch, but it's the people that can't, like, picture an image in their head. Like, you know how you can kind of, I can't do it very well, but if I think Red Apple, I can kind of, like, okay, I think I get what, I can kind of picture it in my brain. These people 
don't have that or maybe an internal monologue either. Yeah, yeah. Probably I'm not, not. I'm not a super visual person. I, I do think, and I didn't realize how weird this was, but I, I think in terms of like, I'm telling someone a story. Like, I'm like telling, like if I, when I have an idea, it's like, like a creative idea. It's like, I am talking about it in a documentary about it in the future that only I will watch or, or be in. Like, it's yeah. always like, a, a, it's usually how it works. I can do visual stuff to some, to some degree, but yeah. I mostly think that way. But yeah, those people don't have any of that. And that's why they need AI to work really good. And why I instead had to spend a couple weeks like starting to learn to code so that I could get it to write lyrics that didn't make any sense. And uh, but that's that's cool. That's what in contrast, it's you know what it's you need it to. It's going backwards because those people, their whole thing is I hate the work of making art. So I want this to be laced for me. My what I have was starting to do and I want to start doing again is the opposite of that, where it's like I am doing this tedious thing of fucking around with code to use this tool to make this idea that I had already to the point where it would be probably would be quicker for me to just write it. But I like yeah. the process of knowing that the machine did it. So it's backwards. That's, it's, it's, that's what, but that's what the process, that's why they like it. They like that the machine is doing it better than the artist. Yes. Yes. So I'm but doing, they're the only ones convinced that that's true for now. Yeah. For the most part. Whereas like I'm, and there's, yeah. there's people that and anyone that doesn't simply isn't paying enough attention or just doesn't really care. My thing is when they're trying to be like, this is as good. This is it. It also takes a lot of time. And it's like, you're right. It kind of does. But only because you like there's that random factor and you don't really know exactly what it's going to produce. That's what I want to preserve. And it's it's going away. But yeah, they, they want to get rid of the, the beauty of it. The beauty of the stupid uh, coding. The complete nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It's, we don't it's need, unfortunate. Maybe we'll make Taylor Swift in Return of the Living Dead and post it. Well, see, honestly, I, I like never want to hear that name like again, I think, for a while. Cause... I think it's the same. Um, the mindset yeah. I'm describing that I have is the same one that led me to come up with. There was an idea I had for how I wanted to record guitars that involved like sending the signal through that YB splitter thing so it's stereo. But then... Also doing an overdub and then switch swapping them. And then I thought about it. I was like, I would be doing double stereo guitars to create mono guitars. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't end up doing that. But that's what art is all about is doing things that are really pointless um, for the most part. Yeah. And it's always fun. And I would say overall, uh, if you want to give a punk rating to The Return of the Living Dead, what do we guys want to give it out of whatever you like, want to say? How about like how about uh, four Liberty Spikes out of five? Four Liberty Spikes out of five. I'm gonna give it. How about um, two studded jackets and like one pair of boots see, I was and chains gonna, on? I was gonna say ninety pyramid studs on a jacket that could fit a hundred pyramid studs. Okay. This if if you if you have a hard on for '80s shit in any way, shape, or form, this is like uh. This is like a six-ring bondage belt out of potentially that you could have at most six, I think. I haven't bought one in a long time, so I'm not really sure. But it, aesthetically, if you are into stuff from this era, you, you got to check it out. I, I have gotten a little bit like burnt out on that aesthetic because the one thing we didn't mention is this movie, even though I don't think, I think the punk presence in it is incidental, mostly 
this movie, more so than being inspired by punk, went on to influence punk aesthetics to this present day. I mean, I still see people who dress like this. I see records. Really, like, how many, like, metal and punk records have we seen since then with a fucking zombie on the cover? Like, a lot of this, maybe not with metal so much, but any reference to zombies and punk rock probably... It, it probably came Coming later came later from someone who watched this because of the soundtrack. So it's certainly, if you're into any of that kind of stuff, you should be familiar with this movie. I, mean, I, I don't love it. It's not right up my alley. The parts that are supposed to be funny aren't very funny to me, but it it's, you know, I'm glad I've seen it. It's yeah, I, more, uh, uh, like, I mean, I still see people wearing, they got, like, backpacks. They do, yeah. they do, they do. People love it. It's just that classic era of zombie kind of movies and it's always like at least it's 90 minutes it's pretty fun it doesn't really kind of bullshit around for the most part it was short it's like to the point um and if it was even 50 minutes longer it even kind of feels long at 90 minutes though yeah it's it's just not to my taste as a movie personally but it, as a cultural artifact it's certainly if you're into this kind of stuff you should be familiar with it and with with the ending and with how it sets itself up it i like sets the itself up for like failure it to, like, that's the only way it can end. I do like that the ending is very abruptly just like... Oh, very raw. I actually, sure. I actually, I, the ending was one of my favorite parts. I liked the, the girl talking about how it hurts to be dead. I liked the stripping scene. And I really liked the abrupt ending where they call for help. They're all happy. And then, obviously, the government's solution is to completely bomb the shit out of them in Louisville. And that's it. And then the nuclear waste goes back up in the clouds and, you know, presumably spreads more. So the ending was cool. I like that. Yeah, and it does not uh, influence the sequel whatsoever, as the uh, sequel is completely separate, uh, yet contains a couple of the cast uh, revisiting roles, but not the same roles. From, from Frank and Fred. Yeah, Frank and Fred are in the second one, but... Um, different characters different who are characters. not dead. <laughs> not dead, yeah. So, very, very, very funny. how More movies should do stuff like that, I think. Yeah. We're just yeah. like, oh, this guy you thought was dead in the first one? No, they're in the second one. With they're no explanation, fine. just bring him back. So, yeah, yeah we, we, all things considered, glad we watched it. Uh, let us know what you think of this episode and other episodes. We're, we have, I have a couple things in mind for Halloween stuff we might do. Maybe we'll do it, maybe we, got, we won't. We got at least one more spooky episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah, for and sure. And we have, I think, maybe a fun idea for Halloween that we talked about doing, but um, we, we probably should hit like a spooky heavy hitter, I think. I think so too. You know, you, what so do too. you mean, like band or movie band or, or yeah. album or something? I mean, I I personally think a, a misfit episode because I mean, yeah, yeah, we because we did the legacy of Danzig and that one's really I think went really well. Uh, yeah, and we did talk about misfits a decent amount. I mean, did we really cover like any other album? I think that was more. Mo- we didn't really. It was mostly just like Danzig solo. And Sam, yeah. we talked about Sam Wayne, Wayne. We talked about Sam Wayne a bit, and we talked about Walk Among Us on the uh, Pusshead oh, one with Demolition. Yeah, it's just one of those it's things where different. it's like, do we should do we need to talk about it? Is there something maybe a oh, tiny bit fans? If you want to weigh in on that, let us know. Yeah, that, I'll give I'll give I'll give them a an option. Uh. Misfits episode, Christian Death episode, or something else, but those those are the two that I were kind of bouncing around in my yeah. head and that we talked about a little bit. I think they could both be pretty important, but let us know what you think. As always, we love getting feedback of any kind, positive, negative, neutral. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, all the comments are good. So you could go to Cop Pod Official on Instagram. One way to get a hold of us, kingsofpunk.com is our website. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been listening and who has been, uh, giving us some, some props for some of the recent episodes we've done. We, we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, you'll hear from us soon and we hope to hear from you. Take it easy. Thank you.